Hello, this is the Daily Tech, and today I'm sharing some more tech news with you that I hope you enjoy. So, firstly, we're looking at um, some problems that the RTX 3080 is running into, which is not going to be good. So, uh, the RTX 3080, uh, which is NVIDIA's um, kind of mid-range high-end card, if that makes sense. So, of course, you've got the 3070, you've got the 3080, which is this card, and you've got the 3090. Uh, the 3080 being in between the 3070 and the 3090. Uh, of course, this is going to be a wildly popular card. Of course, it's um, out of stock everywhere uh, because of the performance that you get for the price. I believe this card costs like um, it costs something. Anyway, like 600, 700 uh, pounds, dollars, whatever. So, uh, yeah, something like that. Of course, it's a very powerful card. Because uh, for the price compared to the 3090, this is obviously the best option for people who want that really good performance that will last for years. Uh, compared to the not so much better performance, which is like near double the cost or something similar. So this is a really popular card. So of course uh, it's got a shaky start. Because not only is the GPU out of stock like everywhere, uh, they're very hard to find right now. Like out of stock everywhere, wildly popular. I think more popular than you're expecting. Um, than I was expecting as well, but also people who managed to get their hands on one of these cards are complaining of crashes during gaming, which obviously people don't want. Uh, so Nvidia's Founders Edition cards seem to be fine, uh, as computer-based reports the issue appearing uh, to be affecting custom variants of the RTX 3080, uh, like the Zotac GeForce RTX 3080 Trinity, uh, the EVGA RTX 3080 XZ and the MSI GeForce RTX 3080 Ventus 3XOC, which is a very large name, uh, all of which have been overclocked by their respective manufacturers. So, of course, at least it's not affecting the Founders Edition, but still it's affecting um, the other branded ones, which obviously that's a lot of cards, and people don't want these failing. Obviously, they pay quite a lot of money, and even if this will be fixed eventually, uh, probably due to s software and drivers, I think it's still bad how these are crashing. Uh, of course, you don't want that when you've just paid loads for a new card. Uh, so, of course, according from various forum threads and social media posts, the GPUs are crashing to desktop uh, CD CTD, which sees a game freezing or crashing before returning to the desktop. Uh, some users have also reported black screens commonly associated with CD, uh, CD, CTDs. Uh, of course, the cause for this remains a mystery, uh, though many suggesting that the problem occurs when a graphics card exceeds a boost clock of 2 gigahertz. Also, annoyingly, there is no official uh, fix as of yet. Uh, there should be something soon. Uh, people are recommending manually reducing the clock speeds by about 100 megahertz and disabling hardware accelerated GPU planning in Windows 10. Uh, and that's a temporary solution until, I guess, the new drivers come out that will fix this. I assume they're rushing to fix this or trying to do something to fix this because obviously um, they're not going to be very popular if this is always an issue. Uh, people are also recommending undervolting the RTX 3080 but there's an issue with this that uh, it's only through MSI Afterburner 4.6.3 Beta 2. Uh, they haven't provided an official response, uh, none of the uh, partners for this card or Nvidia. 
and it remains to be seen whether the NVIDIA RTX 3090 or 3070 are also affected by the glitch. I think it is possible, uh, but I think by the time people do actually get these, um, they're gonna, the glitches will be uh, fixed. A uh, bit of a shame that it has glitches in this rocky start. Shouldn't affect it too much in the future, but I think right now it's still going to put people off. Samsung announces its first PCIe 4.0 SSDs, with pricing starting at $82.99, which is quite expensive, but I think it's quite worth it. Uh, it's also for around terabyte, so it's actually not too bad. So uh, this SSD, which was previously leaked via the Samsung website, uh, I actually did talk about it, I believe. Uh, the 980 Pro uh, marks Samsung's first attempt at a consumer PCIe 4.0 NVMe uh, M.2 SSD, which is a very long word, uh, bringing some absolutely crazy read and write speeds. Uh, so 7,000 megabytes per second, or oh, is that megabits? It's probably... I'm no good at this, to be fair, because I know that some of them are different. Uh, so, of course, the pricing is really good, though. So, um... Uh, so I think 7,000, um, yeah, 7,000 uh, megabytes per second, 5,000 uh, megabytes per second. Oh, right, I actually started recording again, sorry for that. Anyway, yeah, so I'm back, as you probably saw in that little clip where I accidentally started recording again. My hotkeys match up with uh, the copy and paste thing for my computer, so that uh, started recording. So, um, oh, actually, not that picture there. Anyway, so, uh, oh, did it again. Uh, anyway, so I had a look, it's megabits per second. Uh, so megabits are one eighth of a megabyte. So for every one uh, megabit, you have 0 0.125 uh, megabytes. Uh, I mean, this is still very fast, like, still in the near 1000 megabytes per second uh, for the reads, which is very fast. Like, a gigabyte a second, that's absolutely a crazily massive speed uh, so of course um, aside from the high read and write speeds the new 980 Pro SSD packs a custom LPIS controller V uh, NAND and DRAM all designed in-house to bring out the best that PCIe 4.0 has to offer uh, you can also expect random read write speeds of up to 1000 K IOPS not sure what that means I, that sounds very good uh, also, it comes with a heat shield fitted in order to keep the SSD running at peak performance uh, as long as possible via passive cooling. That's really nice for the fact that sometimes these SSDs do get very hot, especially at these speeds. So it's good that um, it's good that it's like this, uh, that good speed. Also, uh, there's a one terabyte, five hundred and two hundred five hundred. There's one terabyte, five hundred gigabyte, and two hundred fifty gigabyte uh, models of these SSDs. Uh, and we'll be starting at a price of $82.99, oh right, so that's for the 250 gig model. Um, also a flagship 2 terabyte model is expected to be available, that'll probably be like £200 if I'm going to be honest, I don't really know S uh, M.2 SSD prices, but I assume it's something like that. Anyway, yeah, it's really cool how um, fast these SSDs are going. Obviously, back even a few years ago, um, a hard drive would be used more than... Uh, more than uh, just more. Most computers would have a hard drive. Well, now uh, it's, there's loads of SSDs, M.2s, which are crazy fast and really quite um, money efficient these days. Uh, maybe not this really fast one, but even like the um, PCIe free ones. Um, I think I saw one of those for like 
like a 250 gig for like two, 25 pounds which is really cheap and for that for the speeds you're getting which aren't going to be as fast as this obviously but obviously um still getting a really good uh speed and it can load windows and stuff like that because most people are using this with windows now something quite interesting for the next one uh, there was a fire at huawei facility in southern china um there was no casualties though just to be clear about that so a fire that started on friday at a facility belonging to the chinese tech giant huawei technologies uh in the southern city of uh dongguan i probably said that wrong has been put out and there were no casualties uh local authorities said so of course um this is obviously quite bad obviously they could have lost some stuff we'll probably find out as we go down um obviously not very good that there was a fire but it happens i guess uh the building which was close to huawei research lab was steel structure that was under construction and was not being used when the incident happened uh said the management committee of uh that area where it is located. Uh, the fire was put out by firefighters on Friday afternoon and the fire rescue department earlier said the main material uh, burning was sound absorbing cotton. Uh, state media had reported the fire was at Huawei research lab. Uh, Huawei did not respond for a, to a request for a comment. Uh, so the lab mainly conducts research into materials as testing 4G and 5G antennas related to Huawei's base station's business. Source familiar uh, with the matter said, uh, it is a part of a larger Huawei manufacturing facility. The company has another uh, sprawling European-themed campus close by, uh, which offices for 25,000 employees. Uh, hopefully they probably didn't lose too much in this. Uh, good thing no one got hurt, which is obviously probably the most important part. Uh, definitely nothing's going right for Huawei right now. First they get banned off things like uh, Android and then the App Store, things like that. And then they're getting uh, fires in their building, it's, it's not going great for them. Uh, getting banned from everything, so Huawei are definitely not on the luck with all this stuff. Uh, it's not very good for them obviously, it's a shame this happened, but again it's lucky no one got hurt, this could have happened easily. Uh, PS5 pre-order deals. Uh, second wave of PlayStation 5 pre-orders are now opening. Uh, so obviously, um, there were two, there were, um, for the first thing that leaked, uh, PS5 uh, sold out, uh, went out of stock almost immediately, pretty much. Very uh, fast, obviously. Um, we've got the two boxes here on the screen. Uh, I'm really liking that digital edition box. For some reason, it just looks really nice. Uh, so obviously the uh, standard one with the disk drive, which obviously I don't think looks as good. I think that was definitely just thrown in at the end. Um, it was like just a standard white PlayStation stuff with the um, square triangle X and O buttons. Um, and it's just really clean. Of course at the top right it's advertising the 8K, 4K, 8K capabilities, the 4K at 120Hz uh, FPS um, option and the HDR uh, I assume that's, yeah. And then, of course, the other one, which I really like, the digital edition. I know this probably isn't too important for everyone, but I think it looks really cool. Of course, looking nicer without that, um, without the, uh, this drive, I think. Also, uh, it's in a black colour, which I think just looks really nice on this box, especially paired with the blue thing that goes around the top. Uh, again, advertising the 8K, the 4K at 120, and the HDR. 
but now also saying a disc free console, which I think was definitely just thrown in there, not as nice looking. Uh, of course, on the sides of the box, you can also see the controller and the uh, console, and same on the front. Uh, so, we're at the end of week two of PlayStation 5 pre-orders, and it's been an interesting ride so far, and something that's not going to stop anytime soon. These are going to be uh, out of stock for a long time, uh, until obviously... Uh, so, of course, um, GameStop in the USA and Game in the UK have already had their second wave of PlayStation 5 pre-orders go live, uh, and other retailers are happening soon. So. Uh, definitely keep on checking if you are looking to get one of these as soon as possible always just check every now and then just quickly refresh uh, and just check on all the different sites uh, relays retailers jumped the gun on the PlayStation 5 pre-orders with some sites offering the PlayStation 5 and digital edition um, within hours of last week's uh, PlayStation 5 event closing uh, others meanwhile uh, went the next day only for their stock to get eradicated within minutes. Some sites even crashed under the weight of demand by gamers hungry to lodge their PlayStation 5 pre-orders. So of course a very powerful console, uh, very um, popular and powerful even uh, console. It's uh, great that it's getting these pre-orders, not great for the people who can't get one obviously, just turning my brightness. Uh, and obviously it's a bit annoying for them that uh, people who don't get them. Also uh, probably not great for the um, sites that crashed obviously they're taking away even more customers as well but I guess it's good that they get in this business anyway uh, some of the gamers who even managed to place the order then get an email uh, a few hours later saying their order had been cancelled uh, I guess even just something to do with the website thinking they'll stock and then uh, obviously because it was running really slow uh, and then obviously there wasn't so they've just had to cancel some people's orders obviously as I said Sony did um, apologize for this uh, I talked about that like probably a day or two ago I think it was, uh, who experienced many of the same issues that Sony did with the Xbox uh, Series X pre-orders. Where was that? Oh yeah, um, also Microsoft found the same issues, so I assume that's on pre- I've completely forgot that was on pre-order to be honest. So uh, today, uh, so GameStop and uh, Game had their second uh, of pre-orders go live, which I think will be running a bit better. I think they've prepared this time. Uh, most retailers will probably already have this out of stock, but anyway, good. Uh, if you're definitely looking for this, I would definitely recommend pre-ordering. Uh, of course, a PS5 costs four hundred ninety-nine US dollars, four hundred forty-nine pounds, uh, an Australian seven hundred forty-nine ninety-five uh, Australian dollars. Uh, and will actually be shipping uh, on the twelfth of November in the US. Uh, Japan, Canada, Mexico, Australia, and New Zealand, and South Korea, and the rest of the world on November the 19th. Uh, uh, and of course, um, the PlayStation 5 pre-order launch this week, absolutely going to see more consoles drop. Uh, of course, definitely going to be seeing more stuff. Oh, is, is there more? Oh anyway, yeah, so definitely uh, keep an eye out. Uh, there should be uh, some right now. Probably isn't too many, seeing as um, they're probably already out of stock at this point, especially when if you're ever listening to this. I mean, to be fair, when you're listening to this, probably ages after. Anyway, um, definitely something to watch out for.
Uh, Microsoft gives Windows 10 fans another really good reason to ditch Google Chrome, which is something I never thought I'd be saying, to be fair. Of course, I've always thought of Microsoft Edge, and I think most people have, of a really bad web browser, but now they've got that, like, kind of better... It's definitely much better. I used it the other day. It's absolutely amazing compared to um, the old one. So, of course, they've been trying to get people off Google Chrome. Obviously, Google Chrome takes up a big part. I think lots of people have been switching over to um, Microsoft Edge. I think this could just be something to do with um, I'm not sure it could just be something to do with people wanting to use the inbuilt one instead of having to download more. But it's definitely not sure. So, uh, of course, Microsoft has been doing everything they can to try and get Windows 10 users to make the switch. Uh, but obviously, uh, the latest update could finally convince the fans to ditch uh, Chrome and Firefox uh, and take on this new web browser. Uh, and it must be decent. I think if this should get a few people as well. Uh, in a blog post on its blog, um, oh, I said that wrong. Anyway, um, Microsoft revealed a new feature called Sleeping Tabs, uh, which does exactly what it says on the tin. Microsoft says it's built upon its freezing technology to create sleeping tabs. This feature basically allows inactive background tabs to go to sleep, uh, releasing system reforce, uh, resources after a certain amount of time. Uh, these resources include both memory and CPU and can be used for new existing tabs or anything else running on your device. Uh, according to uh, Microsoft's tests, there should be a reduction in median memory usage of some 26% for Microsoft Edge users. Uh, also, sleeping tabs use 29% less CPU power. And there's one final piece of good news uh, uh, owners uh, for these laptop owners is both as Microsoft's boasting these. Uh, resource savings uh, should result in better battery life, which is really nice. Of course, individual device performance will depend on how you use it. If you generally have a lot of tab opens, uh, open, then obviously it will use, it'll benefit you more than people who really only have a few tabs open. Uh, so by default, Microsoft has set these tabs to go to sleep after two hours. Uh, if two hours isn't right, it's too long, too short. Uh, they can choose between different time interval, and you're ready to view the web page. Just clicking it like a normal tab. So what I'm thinking is it kind of saves it kind of thing, and then when you click on it, it will reload it instantly where you were, which is a really helpful feature. So of course, uh, why this update is so important for Microsoft is that Chrome remains notoriously bad for battery drain, and obviously people who have maybe not too great batteries in their laptops would definitely want to use this. Uh, it's good that this is this is a nice feature. I think it's definitely good reason to switch. And I think it actually will get quite a few people over after reading that. Uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, quite cool. I think they're definitely going to continue pushing out these features. We've seen that a lot recently since the uh, since uh, Edge came out. But obviously, uh, the new Edge came out. Obviously, um, some people will stick with Chrome. They've just got used to it over the years. Uh, but I guess some people will be switching over, seeing as there's nothing really uh, bad about it right now. So I think it's definitely... Uh, some people will definitely find this useful. Um, I think it's going to more get more laptop owners uh, over instead of um, desktop users. But I think eventually Microsoft Edge could actually become uh, the most popular web browser. Not saying it's happening anytime soon, probably years from now, but I think it could happen. Google services, including Gmail, YouTube, and Hangouts, uh, crashed, but they dismiss it melt they dismiss it they dismiss the meltdown as a short disruption 
Uh, so Google services including Gmail, YouTube, and Hangouts crashed on Thursday night, uh, but a tech giant uh, dismissed it. Now, obviously, I assume this is in like kind of U.S. area times. I know U.S. is a massive place. Uh, does it say what time? Uh, so it says 9 p.m., uh, but that doesn't exactly help here because there's different 9 p.m.s. Uh, does it say anywhere? Probably does somewhere. It was only down for like 20 minutes. It wasn't too bad. Um, 23 minutes. I think this was... I don't know. It was probably somewhere in the US. Probably, um, I don't know, California, I'm tempted to say. Um, just because that seems to be... I don't know. I'm going to go with that. Anyway, because um, I definitely didn't notice it. I mean, I wouldn't have anyway because in the... Well, it depends what this is. And if it was kind of UK time, this would have been like four o'clock in the morning. I, I don't really know time conversions. Anyway, uh, assuming it was that, or assuming this isn't, I mean, this is on the sun. Oh, it's a UK company. Actually, maybe this was um, a UK time just because of the 9 p.m. Yeah, so I assume this was UK time, actually, thinking about it. So, assuming this was UK time, uh, I didn't notice it, but still, um, it definitely happened. So, um, a Google Cloud spokesperson told the Sun, we experienced a short service disruption affecting several products, including G Suite, um, and we're now recovering. I assume there was probably just some sort of crash in it, but maybe it's not great. Uh, other apl applications include fast food. Right, yeah, sorry for the pause. I was talking about the uh, Google thing, and I accidentally activated my Google Speak and got really confused to what it was. So I was just making sure what it was. I think I probably asked it about YouTube or something. Anyway, so um, when Google Docs is down and you lost your whole essay, so you go to your e go to email your professor that you might not be able to turn in, but in but Gmail is also down, so it caused big issues for some people. Even though it was only for twenty three minutes, um, it definitely did cause some issues. And obviously that's not very good, but obviously they fixed it, and I assume they're sorting it out, uh, working out what it was, I guess, as well. I assume it's probably fixed for a while now, but I guess it can happen again. It does happen once for a while. But definitely annoying for some people, they did actually mess up slightly. Uh, it couldn't have been that bad, though. And for today's final uh, story, nothing too good. Uh, just something that I think is quite cool, um, just to do with gaming, stuff like that. Uh, so, Turtle Beach Stealth 700 Gen 2 review. Uh, so, this is by Games Radar. They got this uh, headset and reviewed it. Uh, so, I just thought I'd talk about it. Uh, so, we'll go through um, the two. They got the pros and cons of the list. I like these. It really does help just to know kind of what it is. So, uh, for the pros, uh, doubles battery life from previous generation. Is incredibly comfortable and great microphone accuracy. Uh, Conzo is it can be a bit tight fit, which obviously might not feel a bit, might feel a bit worse. So the Turtle Beach Stealth 700 Gen 2 is here. I'm just gonna call it like a Turtle Beach headset or the headset, and it's pretty good. So the sequel to the flagship Turtle Beach headset takes the formula from the original and improves upon it in key several areas, uh, several key areas. So from design to audio fidelity to battery life. At a mid-range price point, these headphones are worth every penny. Uh, so they cost, uh, from Microsoft, they cost $149.95 uh, US dollars.
Uh, so for the design, you'll notice right away that this second generation of Star 700 has got a bit of a face light. Uh, the low profile design is less aggressively gamer and just nice and sleek. It looks really nice. Uh, the ear cups are thicker than the previous generation and are really comfy. Uh, and uh, they're leatherette cushions filled with cooling gel, uh, which is really nice, obviously. Uh, they form well to your ears because uh, of infused memory foam. It's obviously really comfortable there. Uh, the Stealth 700 Gen 2 is also designed with the Prospects glasses friendly layout uh, so they don't pinch near sighted uh, Falcon A spots. Obviously, uh, I, I actually wear glasses and I find with quite a lot of headphones that they, this is an issue. Uh, it's nice to see that this is taken into account. Um, also, uh, they remain comfortable for multiple hours of gaming. However, they must, appoint, they must point out that they have a rather small head, so it may be the case that other people could run into issue with the headband adjustment. Uh, so for the features though, uh, it has a 15mm nano clear speakers, driving some serious sound to your ears. Uh, also features Windows Sonic Audio, which gives immersive virtual surround sound. The headset offers a wide and immersive sound stage, and the cushy ear cups easily block out exterior noise and limits your need to crank the volume too high, which is really nice. Uh, you can easily cycle between the EQ modes on the headset itself, which offers you more time for gaming and less time for fiddling in menus on your console. Uh, but if you want more control over the audio output, then you can use the Turtle Beach app to adjust everything uh, as needed. Uh, you can even remap the headset's buttons and dials, connect your headset to your phone uh, through Bluetooth, which is really nice. Uh, so it can also be used as a um, phone headset. Uh, the flip to mute mic is slightly shorter than the original generation, uh, but the head of the microphone is slightly larger, and it has a higher sensitivity than Gen 1, which will enhance your vocal clarity so it will sound much better. Uh, so, And so far, the person testing it said they received no complaints uh, through Call of Duty uh, Warzone teammates. So, but what's perhaps the most important uh, is the increased battery life, so obviously the wireless headset, uh, and it's doubled from 10 hours to 20 hours, which is a significant increase. Uh, so for every 20 hours of gaming, which could be a week and a bit for some people, um, you'll only have to charge them. Uh, 20 hours, I guess, if you spend about, yeah, for about a week and a bit. So um, the first edition of the Self 600 had 15 hours of battery life, uh, and it was hard to justify spending the extra 50 uh, for the Stealth 700, but not in the second generation. Uh, but it's nice that it has uh, 20 hours of battery life. That'll last for most people. At least you have a lot of headroom uh, in case it does get a bit low you have a lot longer also it's excellently performing wireless headset the audio is crisp and clear with deep uh, deep bass and you can feel the audio uh, there's also audio tuning options and this can make the headset work for anyone so if you want to hear nearby footsteps and hone in on where they're coming from turn on the superhuman hearing and you'll be like a super soldier so it's really cool also the microphone is incredibly accurate and upon recording uh, their voice from the headset actually captures voice uh, some headsets can take uh, higher tones and make them incredibly tinny or whiny, but this one sounds really good. Uh, the flip to mute mic is an absolute ace, especially for someone who frequently has to yell at um, drooling cats while dropping uh, into Apex Legends. Uh, uh, they've only charged the headset uh, once, and in time of their writingness, they've reached about 16 hours of continuous gameplay without the need for another charge, so at least a 20 hour does stand up or close to um, 
well, advertisers. It probably will be maybe a bit more, a bit less, depending on, I guess, the use of it. Uh, I assumed allowed you mate. Eh, I'm not sure actually how that works. I know if it's different. Anyway, so if you're in the market for an upper mid-range headset, this one's probably the best one you can get. I believe this works with a PC as well. Uh, so that's really good as well, obviously. Um, having it work with the PC is really good. So you, if you maybe have both, then you can use it on both. Or if you only have one, or you want to get one or the other, then it works with everything. So that's also really good. Um, so it's very, it's a very nice headset. I think especially the uh, comfort part of it. So I think this is a really good headset. Very popular, I assume, uh, when it, everyone gets it, and I think that's really good. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please consider subscribing and uh, turning on the bell notifications uh, if you're on YouTube, obviously. Uh, this is only because then you'll see all the latest tech news by me, uh, which is, of course, daily um, daily technology news. Um, also, if you're on anything else like Anchor, Spotify, stuff like that, uh, then make sure to follow, heart, there's something like that. I have looked for like once before. Um, so make sure to do that again so you can see the latest tech news by me. Anyways, have a good day.